You are listening to the Burke United Methodist Church Sermon Series, available at burke-umc.org. Our scripture today comes from the book of Ezekiel, uh, the 37th chapter, and we'll be reading verses 1 through 10. This is the description of the Valley of Dry Bones. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were dry. And he asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I'll put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as as I was prophesying, there was a noise and a rattling sound and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked and the tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. And he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come, breath, from the four winds, and breathe into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them, and they came to life, and stood upon their feet, a vast army. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let's go to our Lord in, in prayer. Dear Lord, open up our hearts, open up our minds. And help us learn. We ask these things in your son Jesus' name. Go fight, win. Amen. You know, I know what some of you are thinking right now. What in the world is Brother Steve thinking? Has he lost his mind? Because we're going to look at the scripture today. And I very rarely do this, but we're going to look at it literally. Because you have uh, these bones come together, and we have uh, things attaching to them, and they become this, this, this great, great army. And as, as you look at this, and as you look at it just literally, and without looking at, at what this represents, it can only mean one thing, right? Zombies. Zombies. It's going to be, it's going to be a, a army of zombies. And so we're going to look at zombies today. And we're going to look at, at, this, at this genre of horror, and we're also going to look at what it means with the church. So uh, once we get into this, I think it'll be a little clearer, I hope, because right now zombies are, are hot, and they really have been for a while. Zombies are a fairly recent development. Uh, it started uh, with a silent movie the, the cabinet of, of Dr. What is it, Caligari? Yes. Uh, now, there's also a, a, a line of thought that says it started with white zombie because the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, uh, the, the people, and I consider them zombies, but they said they weren't named zombies, and so the first one was white zombie. Okay, whatever. But it, it, it's been around for a little while, but not really that long. And they became very, very big in the B-movie industry through the 50s and the 40s. And then George Romero, George Romero got involved and he gave us the definitive zombie movies, uh, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. These are the zombie movies that everything comes around and and everything is kind of worked around. They're they're almost 
they're, they're over 50 years old. And so have y'all ever seen Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead? They, they still are entertaining. And, and as old as they are, they're also in black and white. And that's one of the reasons that the, the, the chip and tater is in black and white. But you've, you've had, we've had other zombie movies that, that have come through the, uh, through the thing. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead is a British movie, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, it is actually a good movie. Uh, you, you have Juan of the Dead, which is in Spanish. Actually, it's Juan y uh, Mos Muertes. And, uh, and then you have Kung Fu Zombie, which is Chinese. You have, Revenge of the Living Dead Girls. You have Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. And you're starting to get the, the, the picture here. You have Zombie High School. Uh, you have, for, for the clay animation fans, you have uh, Paranorman, which is, you know, is this clay animation. I was a teenage zombie, aren't they all? But um, I could say that in this thing because it doesn't offend too many people. But... Um, and the list goes on and on and on. You, you have Zombieland 1 and Zombieland 2. Zombieland 1 was actually nominated for a, an Academy Award a few years ago. Uh, it, it's probably the best of the zombie movies, the, the zombie genre. And then you look at, at TV shows. You have, you, have a, you know, uh, The Walking Dead, Return of the Walking Dead, all these other things. Zombies are hot. And so what we're doing today, we're going to look at zombies, and we're going to see what they are and how they're going to really affect our world that we live in. Number one, and we're going to go through this, zombies are not alive. They're just not dead. Now, as we go forward, uh, I'm going to, there's a, uh, an evangelist, uh, Vody Bacham, and, and Vody is, is a former defensive lineman for, for the Rice Owls. He's a very sturdy guy. Uh, and he has a, a, a catchphrase, which is, if you can't say amen, you got to say ouch. And so, you know, zombies are not alive. They're just not dead. And this, is, this causes problems because, you know, in the movies that we see that, that things uh, happen to, to kind of put them into this, this separate little thing that, that, uh, where they just kind of walk around undead which makes them very difficult to kill, by the way. But uh, so what does this have to do with the church, right? I want to tell you, there is zombie church. Do you think that there are churches that aren't alive? That they're just not dead? They just haven't shut the door? Of course they are. You know, when I first started, the, the, the district superintendent uh, for the East District uh, was, uh, oh, gosh, Jerry Pinkton, that's right. And Jerry had a, a thing. He said that all churches fall into one of three categories, and they all start with hoss. There's hospitality, which is a thriving church. It's, it's one that goes out and does things in the community. It's one that, 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 that takes care of its members and also takes care of its neighbors. It's a hospitality church. And number two is hospital. It's a church that, that, that's ailing. It's sick. It needs a little help, but it can get back to hospitality, right? Uh, it, it just needs a little help right now. It needs something that, to help them out. And the third, of course, is hospice. We're all familiar with that term now. And so th these are the, the, the levels that he would put all of his churches in. When I started at St. Paul's, and he, he came and, just, and he gives me this, this 
know, there, there's three kind of churches. There's, there's hospital, there's hospitality, there's hospital and hospice. I said, he goes, St. Paul's is in hospice. It won't be around. Hold their hand, love on them, get a very good funeral liturgy, and we'll see what happens. That was 10 years ago. I did a poor job of what he wanted me to do, but they are no longer in hospice. They're in between hospital and hospitality. They're, they're thriving. And it's important to know that these are not just small congregations that we're talking about that are zombie churches. You know, middle-sized churches and large churches can be undead as well. Not alive, just not dead. Numbers really don't mean that much because, boom. Next, zombies look for the living for nourishment. That's what zombies do. They attack the living to keep on going, and that makes more zombies, right? It doesn't make them alive. It just keeps them going. So the question is, do we as a church just, just care more about putting more bodies into pews than, than we do uh, to, to make disciples? And, and that's a, a real, a real, real tough thing. You know, uh, another word for this is vampire ch uh, church where you're looking for new blood. You know, I just want new blood. We just need new blood. If we got new blood, I've earned some blood. Get my, my best belly Lugosi there. And so they, they're not really concerned about people. They're just concerned about bodies. Now, I'm, I'm a numbers guy. <laughs> I have to admit it. That's one of my things because, and I justify it to say numbers represent people and people represent souls. Okay, that's a true statement. But it's more than numbers. I'll tell you, and we'll get into this a little bit later. Sometimes small congregations can do more for the, for the, the, the kingdom of God than larger ones. And we'll, we'll, we'll see how. But right now, uh, we just need to remember that God doesn't want numbers doesn't need numbers. God needs sold out disciples that carry the gospel throughout the world. You know, we need to care for new people as persons and help them grow and mature in the relationship with God. They're not just a number. They're, they're part of us, and they're part of God. Now, zombies can be very slow, methodical, and a little predictable. You know, that's why living people uh, can, can, can battle them with, with all kinds of different things. You know, chainsaws, baseball bats with wire around them, uh, flamethrowers, you know, all these little things. You know, because they don't move fast. You've seen the movies, you know, oh, brains, want your brains. And they're very slow and methodical. Now, I'm going to tell you, being part of United Methodist Church, which literally has method in its its name can kind of make you say well are we methodical the answer to that question is yes but uh, the zombie church shows a, that we need to be a little flexible and that's where the small church comes in small churches are can be uh, and I'm gonna can be very flexible you know years ago I had uh, a young woman with, with, with three children come uh, and, and to, a, to a service, and at the end of the service, as she was walking out, she asked me, do I have a Sunday school class for children? 
the answer to that question, the, the, the yes or no question, was no. My answer was another question. Uh, if we do, will you be back next Sunday? And she said, yes. I said, yes, we will. We will have one. So in a week, one week, you know, we put together a, a, a children's Sunday school class, and, and, and it started to flourish. Uh, there's no longer, because of a, a pandemic and, and people that have moved, uh, I no longer have that, that Sunday school class at St. Paul's, but in one week, that church showed the flexibility to where it, it brought this young family, which brought in another young family. If I would have been in one of the larger churches, if I'd have been in First Methodist in Lufkin, I could have never done that in one week. You'd had to go to committee meetings. You had to go to a, uh, a subcommittee meeting. It had to go between a church council. And it would have probably been kicked back to a committee. Instead of a week, it would have, may have been months. So, so small churches can be very flexible. And the, the methodical way that we kind of keep things going can be hyped up. And we can do wonderful things. I want to tell you something. The world changes. And the church has to change with the world. You know, don't change the message, love God, love neighbor. No, no, no. What we need to do is change in the way it's presented. Uh, churches are closing left and right. Mainline denominations are shutting the doors left and right. And that's because churches, congregations, aren't adapting they're too methodical. They're too set. They have their own seat in the pew, and if somebody sits in it, they get upset. That's not good. You know, uh, you know again, don't change the message. Just sometimes we need to change the way it's presented. And, out, and as we go through in weeks and weeks, you'll find that there's, there's some uh, the ways that we do things like we're doing it today, right? Because be cautious. Sometimes we can be very fired up about the process of, of how things go, and we tend to forget that zombies can be very zealous about getting to the final goal, which is brains, right? They, they, they come in, uh, they line up like cordwood and get destroyed uh, just so that they can continue to come at you. Sometimes the church spends a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of resources that they really don't have and that on things that really don't have a chance to work. Usually, it's because that's the way they've been doing it since they were children. Yeah, and that's something that, that we need to look at as we go forward. Uh, what works what doesn't if it doesn't work let's try to do something that works I, I'm, I'm an idea guy I love I have ideas 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 I need people that that, that, that follow up after me and clean up my messes or, or at least try to put those ideas into play right and some of these ideas are gold some of them aren't some of them are fool's gold. Some of them don't work. And so what you do, you have, you have an idea, you try it. If it works, great. If it doesn't, let's move on to something else. Because we, we're, we don't want to be where we're just lined up and we're just very jealous about this 
final thing that we're going for because zombies only exist in the present. They don't learn from the past and they don't dream of the future. And, and that's a big thing. They are focused. Uh, they continue to pursue someone that just wiped out a hundred or so of their, or their comrades with a flamethrower, but they don't stop to look at any other options. They just, come on. And, and sometimes the church can be so focused on what happened, uh, that's what's happening right now, that we forget from the lessons that we've learned in the past. And there's also many congregations that are in trouble now because they continue to do just those ministries that don't work but drain dollars and drain the, from things that might have. Some congregations learn, some burn. You know, that's a, you know, learn or burn. That's, that's a, a big thing in that. In, a, in the same light, lots of con congregations uh, do not expand when they have the opportunity to do something different, primarily because it takes money. It's expensive. It, it takes money to do things that are, that are uh, I'll tell you, I hate debt. I'm a Dave Ramsey uh, devotee. I don't have any credit cards, uh, you know, even for emergencies. You know, I've got emergency funds set up for emergency funds. You know, I really dis dislike hate, uh, debt. But sometimes we need to walk out and step out on faith so that we can do some ministries that might actually affect our community around us. You know, if, if we all started families when we could afford them, <laughs> we'd never have families, right? You know, sometimes you just have to go. So it's important for us to look ahead with prayer and do things today that will help us grow tomorrow. That's a big thing. Zombies infect all that they touch. You know, they, they bring their undead uh, level all that they get to. When they, when they start uh, messing with people, uh, it's just, they just infect everything. They just, everything they touch uh, comes down to their level. And this is very important. You know, they don't come back alive when, when they eat you. They just make you undead. So often we expect the church to act like we do. And so here's the problem with that, because none of us are perfect, even me. Uh, none of us act as Christ wants us to act all the time. When we expect the entire congregation, as well as non-believers or nominal believers, to act like us, we're asking them to be imperfect. Okay. That people live, if, if they have the, the same expectations, and they have the, the, the same focus as we have, Great. If not, we may need to learn from them or at least be open to the fact that they're doing God's work that we will never do or have never done to this point. So, zombies never win. They just are. You know, the problem with this is that, that, that they cause a lot of pain and trouble in the process. You know, um, it's just... Like Bob Murphy used to say, it's, it's not the cockroaches that are so disgusting, it's the mess that they get into, right? Yeah, uh, zombies just, just do things and they cause a lot of trouble and pain in the process. You know, churches that are not alive with Christ will never win. I'm just telling you. Eventually, truth will overcome 
It, it may take a very long time, but eventually it will overcome. Those of us who cling to the heritage and traditions over the teachings of Christ can cause so much pain and suffering for both the church and the unchurched. So always be aware of this when you're, when you're dealing with people in and out of the church. The last thing that I really need to stress is that zombies are not real. <laughs> They're not real. You know, zombies are made up to entertain our dark side. They're something that just, you know, we, we go to movies or television shows to watch. You know, they are not real. But I do believe that zombie churches do exist. I do believe that there are churches that are not alive. They're just not dead. Con congregations that are not growing in the spirit, that only feed on others and infect all they touch. But here's the good news. Bing. You always got to have good news. Always. So here's the good news. Christ calls everyone to be alive in him. We are not undead. We are living through him and because of him. Remember the scripture that we read at the very beginning of this, where, where Ezekiel has, has to go out, and, and he's calling these bones to, to come together to have flesh. You know, God is restoring each and every one of those bones. God will restore each and every one of the churches that want to be restored. Go fight, win. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Burke United Methodist Church Sermon Series, available at burke-umc.org.